0: Hello, friends. Transfer deadline day is upon us. And we are here to give you a little 10 minute guide to what may happen at Ipswich Town on deadline day. Always the most exciting day of the year. Well, I say always, not really, generally, at Ipswich Town until last season, anyway. Mark, Keith, Andy Warren to break that down for you. Andy, deadline day, how are you feeling about it? It's not going to be as crazy as last year, but do you think much is going to happen at town?
1: I think something will happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's not going. It's not going to be quite the same as as last year. There would have been more dramatic deadline days in Ipswich's history. But um, yeah, I think something something could well happen today. Ipswich have, are in the game. Okay, brilliant. Well, that's
0: obviously where we're going to start. The ins so far this summer, they've seen seven new faces. Not a patch on last summer's nineteen, of course. Probably a lot better in terms of squad cohesion. Um, so, in terms of ins, Andy. There's been certain names we've heard all summer. Obviously, the bursant Salina saga dragged on. That's now finished. Um, we've had the Macaulay Bond and George Hurst. Constant links pretty much all summer. And there was a new name that you threw into the frame this morning as well, wasn't there? So do you want to bring us up to speed with with the names, the links, and where we are with all the latest
1: in terms of possible ins? Let's start with George Hurst, um, who, as you say, has been discussed, discussed all summer, interest from Ipswich all summer. Uh, he's at Leicester, of course, but spent last season in League One at Portsmouth scoring goals and those goals and his performances there are why Town were interested this summer. Um, a player that fits the system for what Kieran McKenna wants to do, but also a player a player in demand, a player that the championship clubs were looking at at the time of recording this. It, it, he's heading to Blackburn by, by all accounts. Um, not done uh, complete at this point, but very much heading that way in Ipswich. For, have stayed in contact throughout the summer um we understand but they just can't offer championship championship football that's not something ipswich can offer they can they've got they've got a great set of selling points at ipswich at the moment in terms of the direction um of the club the the fans the manager um the squad the ownership everything but but whatever they do, they can't offer championship football. So, if that's the route that that George Hurst, Leicester, and and, and his representatives wanted to go down, there's not much they could have done. So, um, that what that's one that's not going to happen. Um, but that is a position on the pitch where uh, we're thinking about Ipswich potentially needing someone, isn't it? Because, uh, in terms of central strikers, it's Freddie Ladapo um, off the mark at last, which was great. Caden Jackson in support of him and then John Jules and the rotational cast of attackers in there, but they need somebody else and the, and then the, the 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 one name that we know of heading into deadline day that's a, a definite option is a young Dane at Sheffield United called Will Osula, who uh, neither of us know an awful lot about, uh, but he's uh, from everything I, I, I've i heard and speaking to people about him um, he ticks Kieran McKenna's boxes, so mm-hmm. and, and that's the big thing at this point fitting the manager's style
0: Hmm. so he'd be a kind of young addition andy would you feel that's that's the right
1: way to go it's an interesting one isn't it i i i I don't think age is is an issue really it's a it's Hmm. about style attributes and and what they can bring to the team i think we've we've seen already this season how important that central striking role is and what's expected of them um from what everybody that plays in it says, that's a that's quite a hard position to play mm. in Kieran in Kieran McKenna football. So you need a certain certain set of attributes. Bowler Council Sula has it has it. He he's he's over six foot. He's big, strong, quick, versatile as well. So isn't just a central striker, can play other other positions. He's He's I would having having heard a bit about him and watched a bit about him, he seems to me like a bit of a cross between a an Ladapo and a John Jules, sort of somewhere <laughs> somewhere between the two of those. Um and seems to fit what what McKenna wants. So that, that's mm. that's the big thing. Um other clubs in League one interested, but um we'll see if he if he's bound for Ipswich. There'll be other options too, by the way. He's not this isn't all eggs in this basket. There are other other irons in the fire. We just don't know about those yet.
0: One of those irons in the fire has been rumoured all summer to be Macaulay Bond. There's lots we know the Macaulay Bond story. Obviously, gave an interview to Stu earlier this uh, this off season saying how much he'd like to return to which which town. Looks like he's going to head out from QPR on loan. Um, town have been linked in, in the national media. What what do you understand is the latest on Macaulay Bond? Because that's certainly a, a signing that would split fans if it indeed is likely to happen. What what's the latest, Andy?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one, Macaulay-Bond. Cl- clearly he wants to be here and clearly Ipswich know mm. um, that he's been available for, for all of the summer, really. Obviously he's been involved with QPR at times, but I think if Ipswich had wanted him, they'd have got him. Um, and the way we understand things at the moment is that a move for Macaulay isn't something that Ipswich are pursuing at this point. Um Be interesting to see which way this goes for him now, because this is a a pretty big, big move for him. He's kind of put his heart on the table, hasn't he? He's told everybody Mm. where he wants to be, um, and the chances are that's not going to be possible for him. So, be interesting to see where he where he goes now. Personally, I'd have been okay with with him coming back. That's just me speaking personally. I think um, I can I can see pluses for it. The minuses are that I'm not. Sure, having said everything that I've just said about Osula fitting McKenna's football and everything that he wants from a player in that position, I don't think McCauley ticks enough of those boxes quite simply. Um but um I'd say never never say never but um but I think it's all sort of heading towards that not not happening at this point.
0: Okay. And I guess before we move on to the outs, the other question that has to be asked Andy is how much will the injuries to, to Shawnee Aluko and, and Connor Chaplin last night uh, Dominic Ball finished the, the game limping as well, didn't he? How much do you reckon that will impact on what Town would, will, are going to do as opposed to what they were going to do on deadline day? Was was Mark Ashton's dashboard being fired up late into the night last
1: night? Do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I think it's constantly on, uh, constantly on simmer. Um, they'll always be on the go. That, but um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think they want to add another forward player, regardless. Um, the worrying, the worrying one out of those is is Aluko who. Hmm. Who it is not going to be days. I don't think that was Martin Pertz's assessment of that last night. He could be slightly more long-term. Chaplins was there just taking that as a precaution, taking him off the bench after feeling something in the warm-up and Ball was a dead leg, which ridiculously played on for 88 minutes and played pretty well on it. So that, that was impressive. But the Aluko one, whether they've got a full picture of that injury at this point or not, I don't know, but it might just serve as a bit of a, of a a reminder that um, we do need a little bit of cover potentially that that might be the conversation within because Mm. Kieran McKenna uses six forwards in every single game. I think there's only one league game this season where he hasn't changed the entire front three. So each each of the six players that are available right now, that's Ladapo, Jackson, Harness, Chaplin, Aluko and John Jules. Nailed it. Um, They're all playing. So, if you lose one from that, you lose a weapon from the bench. Mm. So I think another option is needed. Might just push them into doing a second one. Who who knows? Uh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that I've got a feeling there's going to be at least one new arrival, but possibly even two. Um, who knows?
0: Do you think there's any argument? The persuasion, or well, the kind of instinct in football is always sign people, sign people. We need more, we need more, we need we need people to cover, etc. Do you think there's not an opportunity with those injuries for the likes of Cameron Humphreys maybe to to step up? In we've seen him play in that kind of position behind the striker at the last game of last season, didn't we? He did pretty well. So could that mean opportunities for players like him rather than having to to sign players?
1: That wouldn't be where I would play, Cameron. I think I like I like him deeper. Um, mm. I see him as a central midfield player. So, for me, no. Could he Could he fill in there? Yeah, of course. Of course, he could. But this is a team trying to win the title here and uh, win promotions. So, um, and they and they are fortunate enough to be in a financial position to do this. So, they're not nothing silly. There's not. I think McKenna's pretty happy with the group that he's got. It's not a huge squad actually now, with there's mm. been a load of departures, but the fact that you can use five substitutes this season just means that those attacking options are all involved. It's not like the old days of 2022 prior to May, where where you could only bring three of them off the bench, and that might mean only one attacker gets on. You're getting three attacking players on the pitch every single game, so for, for that reason, I think I think that's why they'll be looking for for somebody somebody new, if not if not more than one. Okay, so just to wrap up the ends, and we're sitting here. It's just gone eleven pm
0: Thursday night. The window is slammed shut. You reckon one, maybe two through the door?
1: Forward players for Town? Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if there was something somebody mm. somewhere else on the pitch, but I think the, I think. I think they have to be looking at the forward area, forward areas of the pitch.
0: Okay, that's the really sexy stuff done then. We also have to look at the outs. And there's been a lot of them, like you already say, um, Andy, so far this summer. 16 to date. A lot of players gone out on loan. Rakeem Harper and, and Matt Panny, the latest, last week. So the big question is, are we expecting anything in terms of departures on, on deadline day? There is one saga, which hopefully is going to get drawn to a close, and that's the young striker Tyree Simpson.
1: Yeah, he's... He's the one. I, th- I think if and I'm sure there will be a departure. We've run a story this morning, Stuart Watson, um, talking about Huddersfield, which has been spoken about for several weeks. Um, we know that that one was significantly advanced deal agreed there and everything, but but Stuart's reporting late late interest from West Brom, and um, while there's nothing signed, sealed, and announced from Huddersfield, there there could be other options for him. But I hope that one. Uh, I just hope that one gets resolved one way or another on deadline day, because I think it would be best for everybody. Um, now it's reached this point. How it's reached this point is open for debate and whether it should mm-hmm. have is there to be debated too. But now it has. Uh, I just hope that that for Tyrese's sake, as much as anything, that, that it does get resolved and he can go and play football and everybody can uh, can move on from
0: it. Okay. Uh, and obviously it's difficult to ask this question before the windows close, but if that is indeed what happens and town is sitting here tomorrow after the win- windows shut with eight or nine, maybe new signings and 17 going out, how would you feel Andy in terms of kind of grading, if you like the, the window they've had over the summer?
1: Very good. Um, I think there's one, there's one forward addition short potentially. Mm. Um, and on the face of things, I guess somebody like Osula, a 19-year-old, he's only got five championship appearances. If it is him, it may, not, may well not be him. There are other targets um, as well. Maybe you could argue that was a little underwhelming, but I would also at this point argue that John Jules has probably surpassed expectation. We're sitting yeah. here at the end of August. I think he he's made, in my mind at least, has kind of made the jump from kind of the the young, the young flyer um, who has the upside but not the risk? He he's he looks to me like he's made the jump into being a solid, dependable player who can work the system and, and play really well. So he's maybe filled a gap himself that that we maybe thought existed. So I would I would feel good about their business. I think they've streamlined. I think they've added quality um in certain areas. Leaf Davis in particular, I think, is after a tough tough start, bit of a rough one on on debut for him. He's. He's really come into it in this month he he's given them a balance that the team just hasn't had under McKenna and previously um that that there was even one game where we came away from it thinking that Ipswich had more of a threat down the left than they did the right and that was uh that's quite something you're raising brows that's uh not something we've discussed is it so um Dominic ball we've only seen him for one game but on the evidence of that he's everything we thought he would be um. To, just to add a bit of steel and something to the back there, Richard Keogh. We've seen for one game adding something, um, and then hopefully that there was a question over Ladapo, but he's got that goal now, and hopefully that frees him up a little bit. But look, I'd be happy with the squad come the end, come the end of the window. Um, even if there was nothing from this point, I'd be I would be happy. Uh, I would like to see one. I would like to see one more though to bring a bit of depth, bit more depth, and um, and some quality too.
0: OK, well, that's the end of your... T- I said 10 minutes, didn't I? It's about 15-minute guide to what we think might happen on Transfer Deadline Day at town. One or two in and one out, we reckon. But who knows? That's the beauty of Transfer Deadline Day, isn't it? So follow it all with us. Andy and Stu are going to be working the phones as they always do on Deadline Day. and We'll bring you all the latest as soon as we have it. We'll also try and bring you a podcast as well after the window has closed. We will see you on the other side. From true crime to football, Brexit to post for more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com channel Archon.